0: to the Wisdom Toolbox podcast, previously known as the Heart Space Podcast. My name is Nicola and I'm thrilled to have you here. I recently decided to rebrand and refresh the podcast to align it more to the offerings on our website, thewisdomtoolbox.com. So do check that out if you enjoy the topics in this podcast and subscribe to the podcast and our email list for more offerings and tools as they are released. But for now, enjoy. In today's episode, I want to discuss wisdom and why wisdom should be the number one thing that we are prioritizing in our journeys personally and also collectively. I think that wisdom is really the thing that the world needs more of right now. And I would absolutely love to be part of a movement where we each commit and are accountable for developing our own wisdom and see that trickling out into the world. I feel so strongly about wisdom and developing wisdom that I've recently rebranded even the podcast and created a website to share as many wisdom tools as I can. So if you are interested in being part of that journey and being part of that movement, please sign up. I promise I'm not a spammer, you won't be um flooded with <laughs> with lots of sales type of materials and and anything like that. It's just a place for us to come together as like-minded individuals and to really work on bringing these ripples of wisdom out into the world. But really, the reason that I've become so passionate about wisdom, other than having studied wisdom teachings now for two decades and teaching and working with people um, in this space, is because really... Wisdom is the thing that is so absent from our world today. And I think we can all easily see this and relate to this. You know, we just need to look around at what's happening in the world. We need to look at things like social media and um, this, this very fake world that we've created. And I think in today's world, we very often confuse knowledge with wisdom. There are very, a lot of very, very knowledgeable people. There's a lot of information. And we perhaps think of that as wisdom. That's our modern day wisdom is knowledge. But in fact, if we look historically throughout all the ages and great cultures of the world, wisdom always had a very profound and unique place as almost the highest pinnacle that a society could, could aspire to. And, you know, we even see this in the famous archetypes of the wise elder and the sage. You know, the wisdom, the wise person was really a leader in a society. But today, unfortunately, our leaders, most of them are definitely anything but wise. And half of them aren't even very knowledgeable. So we are living in very confused and ignorant times. Now, I recently actually had a discussion with my mom about this. And we were saying, you know, it's very hard In some ways, the world can be so overwhelming. There's so many problems and troubles. It almost is easier sometimes to bury our heads in the sand and to maybe live in a bubble and not be super conscious or super aware around of what's going on around us. But what we were discussing is that although, you know, that is obviously one choice that many people make to live their lives, even if you choose not to live in that way, even if you choose to Um, pull your head out the sand and to really see what's going on around, we don't need to become involved in every single cause. We don't need to become emotionally drawn into and engaged in every single problem in the world. There is still an ability to maintain balance and emotional balance, even in the midst of what seems like complete chaos. And that in itself is um, a practice, a practice of wisdom, the ability to say, stay still, um, despite what is going on around us. So, really, ignorance and confusion and delusion, all the different forms of ignorance, is really so prevalent. And what is it that wisdom brings us? That we are? How would you know? How would how would wisdom kind of help us? And it's interesting because although wisdom is something that is very much comes at an individual level, you need to commit to being accountable. You need to commit to being responsible. It is also something that is very much tied into the collective, into this idea of community and and the communities that we live in. And that is why I think that if we look at religion and all spiritual teachings at their core, all religions and spiritual teachings teach us about wisdom, about the development of wisdom and living in within a wise society. But I think unfortunately in most of, most of these religions and teachings, we have taken all the knowledge and we have put our own, like, man-made or, or created systems in place, which is kind of the opposite to how wisdom works. And we've said, well, within a religious setting, only certain people are ordained to be in charge, and that the, only they are the special wise ones that we should listen to. And we have um so we've we've sort of created or fabricated systems in some religions we've even taken away in mo i think in all religions we've taken away the power of woman to be that voice of of wisdom within the structures there's there's so many rules and systems and and that is again the antithesis of wisdom it's in fact it's 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 taking wisdom out of the hands of every person, and it is. You know, subcontracting it to, to somebody else. And another thing that often religions do is they delay wisdom. They say, well, you know, when after the, the coming of some future messiah or prophet, um, then we'll be living in a wise golden age, or perhaps after you die, you'll go to heaven and, and there you'll live in this kind of wisdom realm. But that is just taking it away from The person and disempowering each of us to, in fact, become wise. And if we think back to the masters and the saints of the past, the the very um, individuals that, that the religions teach us about, those people didn't wait. They didn't live their life waiting for permission to become wise, but rather they found that wisdom within themselves. And that's where I think there's a great Difference between developing self-esteem or self-reliance versus just having confidence. I think in today's world, a lot of us all have confidence, but we we lack that um, inherent self-esteem to trust ourselves to know that yes, I too am wise, and I too can can develop my wisdom and really use that as my most efficient vehicle to make a ripple or change in. In my own personal life, but also in the community. And that is why I absolutely love studying Buddha's teachings about wisdom and even predating Buddhism. We have the Zogchen teachings, which originally came from the the Bon tradition in Tibet, and they have so, so much to share on wisdom. And they make the teachings just very accessible to each of us on an individual level. They don't take wisdom away from the individual. In fact, in the teachings, it is said that wisdom is your truest nature. Your highest nature is that of wisdom. And it's not something that you have to aspire to become. As often as thought, you know, we talk about enlightenment, it's often thought that we are unenlightened and one day we'll become enlightened. In fact, the teachings say that we already have all of that wisdom within us, but it is just clouded up. It's it's covered over by our ignorance. And they almost take a very analytical or quite a logical approach to looking at, well, if the opposite of wisdom is ignorance, how do we then remove that ignorance? So, may seem really simple, but that is ultimately what all the teachings, um, the Buddhist teachings on wisdom tell us, is that if we want to become wise, we simply need to clear and remove our ignorance and confusion and delusion. And underlying all of that is the wisdom that each of us already have and possess. It's not that we lack wisdom and need to go on a quest to find wisdom, but rather we just need to pull off the layers, like take off the, the layers of the onion to really reach the core of who it is that that we are. So, however, in saying that, if that was that simple, that the complete antidote to ignorance was wisdom, and therefore just remove ignorance, and you'd be wise. Why would it be then that you would still have somebody, say a very a person, a very learned person, um, uh, who had, had gone through many years of training and had looked at all of these issues, but would still be tripped up by certain things, such as emotions. So they logically looked at this and developed this teaching even further. And they said, well, we can't be too simplistic about wisdom and ignorance. We need to really study all the various facets of wisdom and ignorance. And they said that we, we'll look at the emotions that stand in our way and cloud over wisdom for us. And what they've done is taken all the, the range of emotion. Of course, there are probably hundreds or thousands of different emotions and put them into five main kind of categories. And these are the five categories of um, what's, what's sometimes called poisons, mind poisons or obscurations that would cloud over particular face or facet of wisdom. So these different categories are firstly would be ignorance, would be the, the main one that we would need to remove in order to be wise. But then there they are the categories surrounding, surrounding pride and ego. There's envy and jealousy. There's anger and everything to do with anger. And then there's lust and de- desire. So these are the five categories of um, mind poisons or conflicting emotions or obscurations that cloud over our innate wisdom. And so if we look then at removing these mind poisons and this is what you know much of the teachings will, are really there to do through awareness and 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 so forth we we learn to not be attached to them we learn to step out of that normal programming and, and be able to let them go and through this act of of letting be in a sense we allow the underlying wisdom to shine through so they then give a lot of study about the five different types of wisdoms, the five um, wisdom families or um, the five awarenesses as they're also called. And those are um, all pervasive wisdom, which is basically the ultimate wisdom that would be like akin to enlightenment. But there's also the wisdom of equality, all accomplishing wisdom, discriminating wisdom, a mirror like wisdom. Now, as somebody who's studied this for a very long time and have also given talks on this and listened to and received many teachings on this, for me personally, these words sound very sophisticated. You know, what does discriminating wisdom mean? What does equalizing wisdom mean? It seems something that is um, non-attainable or, or not something that I can commonly relate to in my daily life. And so what I've done is... Used words that for me represent the energy of that wisdom, but in a more day to day language. And I think of those as the five, what I call them, the five wisdom superpowers, because once you are able to activate those five wisdoms, you are able to embody those characteristics that will allow you to have the greatest impact in the world and within your life and in your community. So I'll kind of share my language around these different five wisdoms now. Um, So firstly, if we look at the equalizing wisdom, this would be someone who really has the gift of connection. It's knowing that everything is connected. It's knowing that everything is equal. And this is a person who is very able to make other people Feel seen and heard and loved. You've got the gift of connecting, bringing things together, seeing connections, making connection. The next would be the, the, the wisdom of activation, action, the ability to motivate and also to get stuff done. Some people just have that ability to take something on and and get it done. And that is definitely a quality that a lot of people lack. Or some people have, but are, don't exercise it in, in the right way. The next one, which um, sometimes is called discriminating wisdom, can be hard for us to understand. I like to think of that as strategic wisdom. It is the ability to look at a situation and to figure out the right solution, find the right path. There's a lot of creativity involved um, with this particular wisdom quality. And then with mirror-like wisdom, it is the ability to store and reflect knowledge. And this is somebody who's really able to deeply listen, has the gift of being able to deeply listen and then just to share it back or reflect it back to others, but without judgment. And you know, you often hear of the great, like a great psychologist or, or counselor or friend, who is able to listen, but then gently suggest things back to you that help you see it in a different way, um, but merely reflecting what it is that that you've said. It's it's, and this is connected to the the water element, and water definitely has that ability. Water can store so much information, and it can also reflect. So. There's, when we see the wisdoms in this more day to day way, we can see how it is possible for us to develop these different attributes of wisdom within ourselves. They are already there. It's just about bringing them forward, but not in a, um, in a fake way. We can't decide today, today I'm going to be strategic (laughs) and kind of go out there and try and do what we can to be strategic. So then how do we actually work with these? with these different wisdom superpowers. So the, the best way to do this is to actually look at the categories or the poisons that are associated with, with each of the wisdoms and to analyze and see where, which of those are the ones that really hold you back the most. Where, so, so for example, maybe you're a very jealous person. Maybe you really struggle to be happy for others or, you know, when you see somebody, somebody else doing well, you can't help but, but feel jealous. Um, then, you know, you would be working with the energy of, of envy. Um, and you would then look at the associated wisdom, which is, um, all accomplishing wisdom or the superpower which is the activator superpower whereas you've got the ability to get stuff done it's it's actually the same the energy of the 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 mind poison and the wisdom is the same energy because if you are ignorant about your ability to accomplish whatever it is that you want you will be jealous of anyone else who's able to accomplish things that you want If you are ignorant about your, about the fact that everything is connected and and everyone is equal, you will display the ignorance of that, which would be feeling proud, either thinking yourself better than or worse than somebody else, because you fail to recognize the fact that all beings are equal. And so this is how the energy of the poison and the wisdom actually carries the same energetic signature. It's just that when we're stuck in ignorance, when your head's in the sand, we only can see the negative. We, we fail to see the truth. And therefore, we display the, the conflicting emotion or the, the mind poison. And so by actually working with the poisons, by identifying which poisons are prevalent for us, um, with ourselves so it's time for self-reflection and being really honest with yourself you know nobody else is ever going to know about this you don't need to share it publicly um, you don't need to admit it to anybody else but take a look at the list of the mind poisons and really think about where is it that you best fit in where where is it that you need the most amount of work and sometimes you will fall into more than one category of course we all have varying degrees of all of them, but there will be one or potentially two that really stand out for you. And I would invite you to have a look at that and then do the work of looking at the accompanying um, superpower or, or wisdom and see how, when a situation arises that perhaps brings up your jealousy next, how can you rather change that around? How can you exercise your choice to make a different decision, to break the habitual pattern and to rather display the positive or the wisdom quality that's associated with, with that particular energy. And in doing this, we slowly do start to, to break our habits. Personally, I've, I was, I've been working with this now for a long time and it's honestly completely changed my outlook on, and, and on so, so many things in my life. I can't even um, explain how, what an impact being um, very mindful about these different categories has helped me and um, definitely just brought so much more insight and wisdom into my own personal life. So this is just a real overview of of everything. Um, They are also all related to the five elements of fire, air, water, space, and earth. So there's a correlation to the five elements, which if you've listened to previous episodes, I have given, um, previous episodes on the five wisdoms and the five elements. There is a lot of correlation between the two. And I would invite you to go back and maybe listen to those previous episodes. Um, but there, there is so much to, there's so much Knowledge or information about the five, the five elements and how they relate to the five wisdoms and how we can use this amazing tool in our day to day life. So I hope this overview has been helpful. Um, I have made a one page, um, like cheat sheet table of the five elements and the five poisons and the five superpowers. It's on the website. If you sign up on the website, It will automatically be sent to you and um, you can then download it and save it on your desktop or print it out. And then you've got them in front of you at all times. And I have also included the five elements within that table. So if you are interested, look at the wisdomtoolbox.com and you'll get that that download. I think sometimes there's a tendency to believe that spiritual work or personal development work has to be difficult. It has to be unattainable. It has to be something that takes us years of sitting on our meditation mats and really struggling through, but it doesn't have to be that way. That's a narrative that is so prevalent, but it isn't necessarily true. So I find it really encouraging that there are these very clear tools available for us that we can use and quite quickly use to shift our habits into a new way of being and this is really the most effective thing that we can each do for the world today my teacher Lama Yeshi Rinpoche I once asked him you know what is what would be the most efficient or effective way for me to help other people and help the suffering of the planet and the animals and just everything that was going on and he just simply looks at me and just says just work on yourself work on your awareness work on your wisdom work on developing yourself because the more of us that are accountable and responsible for ourselves um it, it definitely it changes things it changes the energy of maybe your relationships well not maybe it definitely will change the energy of relationships it changes the patterns within families it changes generational issues it quite literally has an impact In the world. So sometimes it may feel like the problems are overwhelming, but by really committing to work on ourselves, it is just taking that one bit of action that we can each do to make a difference. So I look forward to seeing you join me in this movement of wisdom. And yeah, look forward to more podcasts coming soon and other resources online. Bye for now. Well, that concludes another episode of the Wisdom Toolbox podcast. I hope you enjoyed it or found something beneficial within the episode to aid you on your journey. I would love to hear from you. Please follow along on social media and visit the wisdomtoolbox.com website for more resources and sign up for our monthly newsletter and offering. Thanks for stopping by.